Welcome to Be Impressive Podcast. This is episode number four, and I am just so, so happy to be here. So happy to um, get a chance to talk to you guys about these subjects. And lately, these subjects have been really good. I've been focusing on um, racial issues, um, especially in education. And it's a big deal, especially when we're talking about the future and that we don't want you know, segregation, separation, uh, unequal opportunities, um, racial problems, uh, racial tension, racial injustice, all of that. You know, we want, as I think as a nation, we want to, to not have that because um, we feel the struggle. You know, we feel the, the tension building. You know, no matter what side you're on, I think everyone feels that tension um, and... I think that this month and these topics have been super, super awesome. If you have not watched the other podcast episodes, please go back and watch them. They get better and better, man. They get better and better. And this one, this episode, episode number four is no different. Okay, so my name is Ken Lewis and I'm a teacher who is unsatisfied with the educational system. Now, each week I bring to you information and resources about our educational system in America. So, and it get, and I give, I try, I try to give some ideas and solutions on how we can do better. So thanks for tuning in today. Let's get into it. So first of all, if you have not followed us on our social media, go ahead and check it out. Um, our social media is Be Impressive Podcast on Instagram. Um, you just type that in. We're the little icon with the little um, person. And I tried drawing myself. It wasn't really myself, but, you know, it's cute. So I kept it. <laughs> so that's that's who we are. Um, go follow us. If you want to follow me, Kiana Lewis, you just type in my name on Instagram. Uh, my handle is is it is um, courage, which is it underscore is underscore courage um, on Instagram. You'll find me or you can just look me up. Literally, if you just put in uh, Kiana Lewis on Google search and then you'll find a whole bunch of the things that I do, as well as Be Impressive Podcast. Hopefully, this is our number four. So I don't think we're that famous yet, but maybe you'll find us on Instagram. I mean, on Google. Um, so go ahead and follow us on our social media. Uh, it's really, really cool. We interact a lot on Instagram. We ask polls. We uh, take you along on what we're doing. Uh, I talk about how um, I'm leaving school or going to school as a teacher and just getting ready for my day and for my classes and stuff. Um, I think it's really cool. So go ahead and follow us. Um, the last episode that we talked about was anti-racist education. And that was a good one because we talked about how students need to feel safe in education. It actually ha it actually excels their, their learning experience and their grades um, and the overall intake and memorization of the information if they have safety, if they feel safe in the classroom, especially when the teacher makes them feel safe that they can trust the teacher. It, it brings a great environment. And that's what we want in our schools. Um, proper representation of them in the curriculum. This was a big one. Um, it's very important. And I don't think that I could say it enough. But there needs to be proper global representation of people in the curriculum. Black kids need to see more black, amazing people in their curriculums. They don't just need to see black teachers. But they need to see black pioneers black inventors, black poets, 
um, black book are those people that they're reading about, you know, the reading about black. I remember it's just one of those things that you want your kids to be well diversified about because I think in uh, the education system, we read a, a lot about whiteness and uh, white pioneers, white inventors, white this, white that, and we haven't learned about the black side. And not even just the black side, but also the Latino side, also the Caribbean side and the the African side and the Japan, Japanese, all the all these all these cultures. We need to learn about the global diversity, global understanding of the, and we need to put this in our culture in our curriculum. Because honestly, if you believe it or not, America is becoming a boiling pot. America is a place um, where a lot of people are moving to. A lot of cultures are. Um, kind of coming in and spilling over and mixing and we need to provide every single student with their culture with their background so they're inspired um, it makes all entire entire difference and lastly um, we talked about how teachers must be culturally competent um, if you do not know anything about black children black uh, tension black struggles not saying that you're going to understand everything but you need to know something about the culture in order to teach it. you need to be competent in the culture if you are not then you are not equipped to really teach and understand black students so um and that goes for all the cultures you know latino including um so that just it, it makes a difference um and i think that needs to be a must um so if you have if you're interested in learning these of course Go back to the episodes that we talk about this stuff too. You'll hear more of the statistics, the information, where I got the information from. You can go look up the articles, all of that, because this is research we are learning here. Um, I also do YouTube videos. It's called like the After Podcast um, series. So go ahead and check that out if you want to get a recap, overview, even just some questions on that. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, besides recapping. Um, today we're talking about racial injustice in the education. It's not even in education. It's really in the world because when you think about it, educate it starts in the classroom and it feeds off of that, right? And those parents who have went to the educational system with um, with all this uh, racial injustices and they grew up had kids and now have an, an a racial injustice environment. Uh, it's like um, an interesting dialect with racial with racial social racism in their homes in their workplaces and then their kids are also learning it at school so just this life cycle of of problems and issues that we're having um so that's what i want to talk about but specifically kind of pushing it towards the education um field but this is really just a life you know all over um the life cycle so according to assets aecf.org um, ongoing racial segregation of black and Latino students are more educationally segregated now than two decades ago. And man, that's, I mean, that's what, 1990s, 2000s, we are more segregated. We're continuing this process of getting segregated. Black community over here, white community over here, Latino community over here. None of us are really intermingling. Um, and I find that super, super interesting because um, they did a study about it. I'll get to that later. It says a lot of people believe that America is more integrated than it actually is. Let me break it down for you. So country, city, and towns, our countries, our cities, our towns have become more diverse. Yes, it has. Right? Our communities have become more diverse. 
they have largely remained, but they have largely re remained segregated. You can be segregated and you could still have a diverse environment, but you could be you could still be segregated. Uh, an example of this is, is, is cafeterias, right? Uh, entire school, let's just say the school's small, right? Let's say they have 200 students. You can you could see as as they walk into lunch, you could see clicks, right? You could see the segregation of the cool kids, the the engineering STEM project kind of nerdy kids, um, and then like the 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 chess club and and the and the robotics club. You know, you just kind of see the segregation, the lines that separate. Even though they're in an all-encompassing environment, they're still they're still sitting at separate tables. Right. And that's what's going on here. That's what's going on in our in our America right now. We have diverse communities, diverse cities and towns, but we are largely we largely remain segregated. And it brings on an illusion of inclusion. Right. If, if not, a lot of people recognize that we're segregated and that illusion of inclusion is is horrible. And it's uh, it's 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 a lying mechanism to where it's, it's like I. It's like we have blinders on, you know, we can't really see or even make out what there needs to be because we don't see the problem. It's an illusion that we are all inclusive. Uh, if you look at the school that I just mentioned about the cafeteria, 200 kids, the parents might say, oh, no, it's a diverse school. You know, um, they might say there's 200 students there. The All of the kids interact. They're fine. It, but it's an illusion of the inclusion when the kids actually go in. You could tell that they're not really uh, diverse, right? They're not really interacting or anything. They're sitting at their own tables, uh, you know, segregated from them, from each other. Um, so that's that's what's going on there. It brings an, uh, an illusion of inclusion. This was said by Professor Greg Fairchild. Um, even if we don't hold bias against each other, our physical and social segregation makes existing income and wealth and jobs and achievements gaps and issue perhaps bigger than individual bias and that was from um idss.darden.virginia.edu again if you want all these links and everything they are in my blog so you don't have to go like straight from here and try to look it up um you can just click the link on my blog and it'll take you straight to the article um going on it says increasing segregation is is seen in schools work and home. This is what I was hinting at at the beginning. Um, segregation is not just in schools. It's not just in one classroom with that one white teacher who um, doesn't agree or does not um, enhance or help black children, right? That, we're not just talking about that situation. We're talking about in all classrooms, in all schools, back, uh, also at homes and in the workforce, right? We're talking about that. And we're going to... Um, uh, ask more questions. I'm, gonna, I'm also going to ask um, some some in-depth discussion questions uh, in the YouTube video after the podcast. So if you want to go check that out afterwards, you can go ask the questions, answer the questions, maybe carry those questions on to your work environment. Maybe your administrator in school, maybe your the head of your household, you know, and maybe you want to do something different. Um, go ahead and check out that YouTube video. Um, other than that, let's continue. So. In more workplaces, um, now we're talking about uh, segregation in schools, work and home. Now, in workplaces, while many companies have for years strived to build more diverse workforces, right? They have been some stuff out there that, that are saying, hey, you know, you need to hire this many black um, or you need to have this percentage 
of Divos employees in your company all that stuff right you saw that big push for it there have they there have been strides to build more diverse workforces yes but they are becoming right they're continually changing that they're becoming more segregated and less inclusive all right and that's in the workforces the american so uh, sociological uh review published a paper called documenting disintegration it's in the in the subtitle segregation in america workplace workplaces by race ethnicity and sex from 1966 to 2003 um that included right they, they concluded in their article in their research um in their paper that most strictly black white workplaces uh workplace desegregation essentially drops after 1980 that means they stopped they stopped trying 1980 there is also some disturbing evidence of desegregation after 1995 in old economy sectors right and that was um, a paper that was published so segregation is also in the home right we just talked about the workplace we talked about the schools this is also in the home right and this is the the this is the the hitting part for me um, in my research, I found that segregation is also in the home. So we found evidence, right? Um, this is from the same article, by the way, of uh, Virginia.edu, same, same one. Um, we, fi we find evidence that the mechanisms sustaining segregation, right, has changed. This, is, uh, uh, this was written and uh, stated in the research article uh, by the authors David Colto, Edward Gleasel, and Jacob uh, Victor Oy, something um, again, all of the links find the authors on the blog. Um, and they wrote this in the, in the mid uh, 20th century, segregation was a product of collective actions taken by whites to exclude blacks from their neighborhoods, right? That was that was mid 20th century. I'm pretty sure a lot of us remember that. But by 1990s, right, the legal barriers, the, le the legal barriers enforcing segregation has been replaced by decentralized racism. And let me just break down what decentralized means. Um, it, it means that it's not the same. It means that racism back in the day when uh it was more it was more out there it was more explicit this is what we do this is how we do it uh to exclude themselves from blacks was one way right in 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 the mid 20th century but now 1990 close to the 20th 21st sorry the 21st century even going into the 21st century as we found out in other researches and other researches that go on from 2003 to present day we found that racism or, or enforcing of segregation right the legal barriers of enforcing segregation has switched right same same thing but it looks different now like before it was explicit this time it it's it's implicit right it, it looks different because we're we're being polite i guess and so because it looks different this 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 different kind of looks like white people are paying more to live in predominantly white areas. Now we see this with gated communities. If you drive into a gated community, um, you can find out what the ethnicity mainly is in that community. Mainly the, the higher communities, the higher paying communities, the expensive communities are uh, mainly engulfed 
by white people. And while the lower uh, income communities um, that, you know, maybe just the range is, is different, are primarily black communities. And so we see that and that makes a sociological sense because whites get paid more anyway, right? Whites get paid more income, more money, more whenever it comes to black and white ratio of pay, whites get paid more and blacks get paid less. So it makes sense that they'll pay more to get out of uh, or more so get uh, segregate from the black communities or from the black people because they get paid more they're financially able to do this also they have more advantages than blacks maybe the loans the banking the income the, the credit um the the connections they just have more of advantage to move somewhere to change to to do these types of things than, than uh assuming blacks right we could we could just assume and say this um so that's that's uh, one of the things we found that segregation is in the home. Also, segregation doesn't bring on success. I think it's important to note that all of the segregation, some people might have questions. Is it doing anything, though? Like, what's the outcome of segregation? What is that like? Like, it looks like if you look around your community and you try not to be lied to or deceived by the illusion of inclusion, you're like, OK, I see I can see it. I do see a lot of white neighborhoods and, and high-income places and a lot of black neighborhoods and low-income places. I see the connections. It makes sense. But is there any outcomes? Like, what, is, what does segregation actually do? And I'm glad you asked. So it says, because um, I researched that question, and I was like, okay, what's the outcome? They said diversity is what uh, leads to success. So we have built our discussions and efforts around reducing individual prejudice in which we thought would lead to equality of opportunity, but we forgot about physical and social spaces between us. We forgot about where we live. We forgot about where we work, right? It's, it's different if we wanna stop prejudices, you know, individual prejudice, but it's hard when you're working against people's environments, people's day-to-day -day interactions if all they see is black people and all they know is black people or all they know is white people and all they all they understand is white people when they, when we come together we don't understand each other right we don't we don't understand we can't we don't comprehend we don't necessarily see eye to eye and it's hard for us to have that compassion that empathy that understanding especially when we've all been fed propaganda right it's 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 so hard it's an uphill battle that uh, the weight that we're pushing up is heavier than our energy that we can push, push, right? It's, it's, it's just not going to work. Um, it says high levels of segregation equals rise in inequality across groups. And I think we've seen that. I think we've seen that in police brutality. I think we've seen that in the judicial system. I think we've seen that in the, in the amount of arrest and the amount of black kids that are disciplined way more than white kids. Um, you see a definitely increase in, in, in black and Latino kids getting suspended, getting expelled, um, going into the principal's office, getting detention, um, getting calls or conferences or interventions from the parents. You, you see all of that more. And I think that's what's, what's happening. We have high levels of segregation, whether we want to believe it or not. Um, and, and I think it's, it is the outcome of why we have so much social injustice going on around it. it's it's bigger than just individual 
understanding. It's bigger, it's bigger than just individual prejudices or preferences or uh, everything. I think it's 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 a lot bigger. It's it's about the spaces we live, the communities that we adapted in and grew up in, in the environments. We all know how so, how psychology says that kids, uh, a toddler learns everything in those everything about how to talk, how to listen, how to learn. They learn all the patterns of human behavior in that infancy stage while they're listening, while they're watching, while they're pooping, right? Those And while they're sleeping, like all of those correlate to them observing how to be a human, observing how to interact, they're learning from their parents. And that's the same way that communities work. They're observing, they're seeing what happens in their community and they're copying it, they're taking it with them. And that's how they're growing up. And that's that's why it's so hard to di include when you all you have is segregation and they feel comfortable and they love the segregation. They got used to the segregation. They develop those patterns and habits consciously or subconsciously. Then and that's just comfortable. Right. That's that's family. That's that's mom and dad. You know, how else do you do you expect them to walk into someone else's house and call them mom and dad? You know, it's uh, I'm not sure if I'm making sense, but that's I, I think it's it's. It's a problem that we need to fix and it's a thing that we need to solve. Um, it's funny, I was talking to the window just now and I, and I heard a difference in the, in the correlations of the voice volume. Anyways, um, how can we stop the segregation in schools specifically, but also in just everything, in homes and environments and spaces and workplaces and cars and at gas stations? How do we, how do we stop? And, and I think we, we've read enough, we listened to the information uh, we researched. I know we're still researching, right? It's an ongoing process, you know, but now it's time to brainstorm with the information that you've been given. Now it's time to brainstorm. Let's, you know, how do we stop the segregation? Well, I have I have a solution. It's intergroup, interact with gr other groups. All right. And I'm not saying, hey, you know, let me let me get to know someone in the black community. And I've and I mentioned this before in the previous episode. And I think it's 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 just a fact. It's just a straight up fact. Get yourself into an environment that does not think or act like you. I think that's just the bottom line. Stop uh, buying uh, or, or going into environments where diversity is not the number one goal. And I know it's hard. Um, I know, especially for black people, there's a reason why segregation exists, right? Uh, for black people, there are things that prohibit us, that stop us, that make us go so slow in the process, that make us, um, that just tie us up because the system is not built for black people to be in that environment, right? That's, that's just, that's just a known fact, right? Uh, there's a lot of things that, that prohibit black people from going places and doing things, right? Um, some of it's uh, some of it's information, some of it's connections, some of it's laws, um, some of it's the fact of racial injustice or social injustice or um, yeah, racism. Um, straight up, you know, it's just it's it's a thing. It's it's a it's a horrible thing. And for us, I know it's hard. Um, but and also for Latino, for brown, for colored people in general, there's a lot of things that make it difficult. But I think. If we got into a connection of friends, right, and uh, and to a place where we can invite people over for dinner, and that, I, and, I mean, think about it, think about it, think about it. What if we invite different races over for dinner? Um, you know, uh, the school that your kids go to, or maybe the school that you go to, 
and you know those people who do not look like you the people of different races maybe you have a uh, a person from india right you never talked to them before you don't even know their names invite them over for dinner uh maybe you uh there's a white kid at your school invite them over maybe there's a black kid in your school invite them over for dinner and i know that's not really a thing i don't see a lot of people inviting people over for dinner these days um but invite them uh, ask your parents uh, or or ask your spouse hey let's let's invite someone of a different race over for dinner i think it starts there i think it starts on what you can do i know it's different if you want to move a house that's 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 a big jump right uh, if you want to move your house or change your job you know all these things are possible but uh if you're a person of color it's kind of an uphill climb um and uh and it's a big step for anyone even even for a, a white person you know just to change jobs and change house it's still even though you have your advantages you still it's still a big jump so i would say start small that's where the, that's where the importance matters right that's the that's the way to make the biggest change is to start small so i invite you to invite somebody over that does not look like you that does not believe like you that does not talk like you over for dinner and say hey you know what uh, bring something that you like we'll bring something that we like we'll have the dinner and keep it small you can invite one person at a time doesn't matter you don't have to invite the whole family over or whatever just invite someone of a different color a different thought process different perspective over and keep doing it don't just do it once do it a hundred times if you if you're counting <laughs> if you're counting do it a hundred times once a month uh once every two months invite them over just it, despite you know go ahead go ahead and, and get started with that because that's that's important um i think that's something that everyone can do um also how many people um have you of another race have, have you know you know let me sorry let me say it this way going into an airport uh, going into a place that you're not necessarily familiar with you know you don't have a house in that state um or in that uh, city but you know you came over you're traveling um and you know somebody right who do you know in that city that you would call to pick you up and is that person of a different color right it, it's it's time to make friends it's time to make trusted friends of a different color maybe you've seen that person at the gas station you don't really know who they are um but just say hi you know start start making friends you know a lot of people i know a lot of adults uh, and i'm and i'm beginning to understand this as a 22 year old you know out in the workforce not in the community of a of a college anymore or a university um I'm, I'm beginning to see that it's hard to make friends outside of the workplace you know like you have your work friends because you see them all the time um but in reality you don't have anyone outside of that you know you don't have anyone that really you can make friends with like how you were as kids and you know that's unfortunate but i think those ways that we can go to a coffee shop and, and this is what i've said to myself hundreds of times um, go to a coffee shop go to a bookstore uh, maybe you don't like coffee or you don't like books <laughs> go to uh the, the the mall right or if you like shopping uh, or go to the bible uh the hair salon uh where else do people go <laughs> the movies um the skating rink you know go to those places and uh go there often and i promise you uh I've, I've written a blog about this the rule of familiarity um that you can make a friend right go there often enough you'll see someone there too you'll see someone someone there almost as often as you are maybe that's just the regular place to go 
Uh, maybe they just casually get coffee at the same time that you're there and strike up a conversation. Hey, you get the, the mocha latte with extra vanilla all the time. I see you here like, what, hey, what's so special about the drink? Maybe I got to try it. You know, make them laugh. Do something. Say something. Uh, even just saying, hi, how are you? I've, I see you often awkwardly smile and awkwardly wave. That person will will be like, man, this is this is interesting. Hi. You know, they'll talk back. I, I promise you, people aren't as mean as they look. All right. You got this. Um, strike up a conversation. Make some friends that don't look like you. Uh, another one is look at. But now these are this is mainly for parents maybe even for students but where do your friends children go to school random question where does your friends children go to school where does your sisters or brothers children go to school where do you send your kids right or or if you're a student you know where do your friends go to school at and is that is that environment a place of diversity or do they just have the majority when i say majority uh there's 20 there's 20 kids in the school 15 are white and five are black that's the majority white school you know so it, so is is that what your friends children are going or where your friends are going to school that's going to assume assuming that's going to shape their their environment that's going to shape their perspectives and that is my friends what segregation looks like primarily and and undiversified ethnic groups right uh going places and not doing much things uh 98 percent or even even um, 82, 86, uh, all these 80s and above of schools are primarily segregated uh, in all of the of the states, right? There's just so much segregation, and you have to think about that when you are interacting with people. You're like, hey, what's the community that you invite that you're growing up in? What's the community that you're learning in? That's the education part of it, because I can guarantee you that almost every classroom has a primary primal primary number in which their race uh, groups are right uh, the major um you know whether the school's mainly black or mainly white main, mainly hispanic uh, they have majorities right they, and that is the segregation that's the segregation problem they might have two black kids and and the rest of them white and latino and, and even then mainly latino right like it's 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 segregation at it's at it's worst right uh and, and we need to we need to take that into account we need to fix that and, and looking at your workplace, does the rank of your workplace have a certain racial pattern? Is there a lot of black people doing the footwork and a lot of white people doing the administration, the CEO and the finances and all of that stuff? Like, do you see the pattern in your workforce? Do you see that that racial change going up as you get more higher in the ranks? Um, notice that. See that. Don't be blinded by the illusion of inclusion. The, the last statement I want to make is that if we agree, right, as, as, as listeners, you know, let me let me know your, your thoughts. But if we agree that segregation makes stereotypes, right, it make it, it creates social distance and even diminishes the income and life expectancy of others. Right. If we agree, agree upon that, how can we change it? What personal steps can we make i really want to hear your ideas on this i really want to um hear your statements your you know questions uh i want us to have a discussion about this because this is important this goes on everywhere everyone deals with this and i think we can change it i think we should change it we can't just leave it alone um i know i i'm not scared of diversity or change or 
with the challenge of change, I just think I need uh, to know what you guys think. Like, what what you think this is actually doable, or, or do you think this is some some fantasy idea that we'll spend a lifetime chasing? Let me know your your comments, your questions, your concerns. I want to talk to you guys about it. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. As always, I appreciate y'all. Um, if you want to go check out more, maybe the show notes on this, you want to know the the research I was I found, the links, all of that. Uh, you can find it on my blog, kianalewis.com. You can find me on Instagram. You can also find this podcast on Instagram. Just type in Be Impressive Podcast. Um, YouTube channel as well as up, we have after podcast questions. Um, we also are going to be having panelists on there just talking about the topics that we talk about on the podcast. If you want to be a part of it, let me know. Uh, go ahead and click the link in my bio on my Instagram um, for a Be Impressive Podcast. You will find a guest uh, form on there if you want to be a guest on the podcast or even on the platform. All you just do is just specify in the comments and we will uh, make sure to put you on. I think everyone, uh, it needs to hear your voice. So uh, you can guarantee that you will be on. <laughs> uh, there are some guidelines you have to follow. But besides that, it's a it's a free shot. Go ahead and uh, be our guest. We would love to have you. Uh, I want to leave you with this quote by Martin Luther King. It says, segregation not only harms one physically, but injures one spiritually. It scars the soul. It is a system which forever stares the segregated in the face, saying, you are less than, you are not equal to. All right, so I will see you guys in the next episode. Real quick, I want to shout out some black individuals that I love and support. One is Priscilla Shio. She is a pastor or uh, more like an evangelist. She's she, she talks about the gospel. She speaks about the Lord. She has three sons. She's amazing. I love her, her. I love her sharing her, her the word of God with us. She, she's so articulate. I, I absolutely love. Her. Another one is Kimberly Brogens uh, from um, North Carolina, I believe. Uh, go check her out. She also is. She also preaches. I keep on calling them pastors. Um, also, another music artist, real quick. Her name is Tia Renee. Go check out her work if you uh, want to look her up or anything. You can find um, all the people I mentioned on my blog you can go check them out follow them uh there's links to their social media and everything thank you so much for watching this episode and i will see you in the next one